Boom. Okay, so I shouldn't forget. Well, I didn't forget. It's there. Hello, Yvonne. Ah, hello. Aloha. Aloha. There's a change it up kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not in Hawaii, but why not? I like Hawaii. I've never, you know, you know, it's a great question. I, 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 I I would like to go back to Hawaii. I like Hawaii. I like to visit Hawaii. I don't know if I want to live in Hawaii. Uh huh. You know, I, I, I have found that I don't, I like visiting islands and I like staying them in a while, but I don't like living in an island. And I am from an island. How about Guam? They just got smashed by a hurricane. You could go there right now. Well, it's terrible. I mean, I heard Guam has some bug problems. If I can't remember, there was some issue I remember where they were like chasing snakes or something. I don't know. I, I don't know either. I believe no. that they had an issue with snakes coming up through toilets and stuff like that. That well, was really problem. scary. I've heard that about Florida, too. Well, ours apparently were more benign, but I've never seen that happen here. I gotta be. (laughs) Okay. I don't like snakes. Do you like snakes? I don't like snakes. Well, it depends on the snake. Hmm. I guess. Like, I don't have an issue with snakes in general. Now, would you want, would I want to be put in a room with a poisonous one? No. (laughs) But I mean, would you like to have one as a pet? I have had snakes as pets. Ah, okay. Well, I just, you know, now, when, I, I guess I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking when I was a child and they were like, they, they were brown snakes is the actual name of the snake that the, they only grow to like 12 inches long. They were small, you know, I, I, I had, I caught one and brought it home and it turns out this is one of the few kinds of snakes that does not lay eggs, but gives live birth. And of course I caught a pregnant snake. Okay. So like I had a bunch of baby snakes. Uh, shortly after I caught it. Uh, were you with us that one night when Marilyn, uh, we went to. Uh, the country this, music. Yeah. Line dance. And, and that, yes. Yes. I and, and she went and yes, yes. like ran out of the place and left us there. Yes. I, I guess you were. Yes, I was there. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm not that scared. You know, that I happened to have like a chance encounter and she came to visit here like. It was a long time ago. It was over a decade ago because I haven't seen her in forever or heard from her. Uh, and uh, we went to this place in South Beach and for whatever the hell damn reason, uh, we're leaving this cafe and there's a guy with a snake. She ran. She ran. Now, in this in this case, she actually ran in a direction where she wound up being trapped <laughs> and couldn't leave. Of course. Um. And it took uh, it took quite a, 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 a an effort to get her out of the place, right? Anyway, anyway, snakes uh, on a plane, snakes on a podcast. Is that what we're talking about? Did you did you did you did you watch that movie? I've never watched that movie. I have not seen that movie. Put it on your list. I, it's probably already there, but I'll add it again. <laughs> you know, when you retire, you know, I'm think, you know, what I what I think is that at some point you will retire from work, at and then point, just watch movies straight through. Yes, I'll have to come up and like say, Sam, okay, here we go. We got a movie marathon. Come on, let's go. I've only got right, a few you know, hundred on my list. You know, yeah, so. no, well, we got it. You know, it's like an elephant. We, hey, hey listen, if we've got nothing else to do. 
I mean, I'm sure we can, you know, we could probably bang out four or five movies a day. Let, let, let me let me see the the music list right now. I have four subparts of the list. Music, uh, sorry, music? not music. Movie, movie, the movie part. Seven hundred sixty nine movies on the main list. I have twenty six left on the AFI top one hundred movies list. Actually, twenty five. I've watched the top one. I just haven't updated the list yet. Um. I have an owned but unwatched section with 80 movies on it. Um, and then Look. continuing series, I got 22. Now, there are some repeats on there because I no longer bother deduping. I figure if I think of a movie twice and I put it on twice, it's it, it deserves it's having double the chance of being right. So, look, if you think about it, three movies. Listen, we, we bag out a couple of weeks off. Five movies a day, 14 days. Look, we could bang out at least 100 movies like in two weeks. Now, I don't think I've got as good a chance on my TV series list of ones that I (laughs) might want to watch. I've got 445 TV series that how many episodes yeah i multiply by the episodes holy right oh oh, no 445 (laughs) plus plus 13 continuing ones so and the 10 i'm currently watching now the worst is books now for books for non no let's do fiction first for fiction 597 books on the main list 40 books on the continuing series list for nonfiction, this is the big category. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Uh, 1,922 on the main list, seven on the continuing list, and I've got 26 of work related books to, that might come up. Wow. Yeah. So that's a lot. Uh, I, that that's that's you know uh, obviously I am not reading all of these things in my lifetime, especially since I'm currently like finishing, you know, three books a year, three or four books a year, and I'm adding like twenty a month or more. That could be a problem. I mean, or we'll just have to get you to live longer. Uh, there you go. There you go. Uh, I mean, you know, we'll have to figure that out. Okay. All right. Okay. So so. Do we want to just go the same mode of operation this week yes. as we have all the others? Yes. Uh, should we, should we actually officially start? Even though I'm, you know, I'm going to share this yes. conversation, but it, let's start yes. for real. Yes. <sighs> okay. Here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner for Saturday, May 27th, 2023. It is 2.15 UTC as we are starting to record. That's uh, 7.15 for me here in Seattle and uh, what? 7, 8, 9, 10. 10.15 p.m. on Friday, both Friday night for both of us, uh, 10.15 p.m. for Mr. Bo in Florida. So exciting. And I'm not actually in Seattle. I'm north of Seattle. 
Yvonne is in Florida because I named an entire state instead. Well, of well, well, I am in Boca Raton, which is not in Miami. It's just north of Miami. I am in unincorporated Snohomish County, north of Mill Creek and south of Everett. Cheap bastards. What? Incorporate? Yeah, you're, yeah, cheap bastards. I mean, you know, it's incorporated shit. Yeah. Um, Anyway, as as you heard, we're going to do the the, the 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 normal thing that we always do. Well, not always, but we've done like the last couple months because we're lazy apparently right now, uh, which is Yvonne and I will alternate picking topics, uh, three segments, two topics each. Um, and that's the plan. Usually the first segment is a little bit lighter stuff, but doesn't have to be. Um, and um, yeah, that that's where we're going. I've I've been each week trying to put on when I do the little show description, since we're just doing sort of this way, the segments are just some variant on one, two, three, like it's sec one, two, three, part one, part two, part three, uno, dos, tres, firstly, secondly, third. I, I, I'm trying to mix it up each time and do it a little bit different, but it's all just like part one, part two, part. Three. Yeah. So because we're not doing themes like, if we were thinking about it and doing themes, it would be like, here's the but first, here's the politics, here's the thing, here's the that. But no, we're not. We're just so, yeah, so it's just numbers. So numbers. with all that said, Yvonne. Yeah. Why don't you start? I start. Okay. Yep. Well, you usually start. Should I, should I, well, I could roll dice instead to determine which of us goes first. Well, and so dice, we well, randomize it. Or, or, well, I, I I can't just ring bells. That doesn't work, really. It I could, good. I could do. A you know, I've using. You know, it's funny that I've, I've yes. used these on my uh, on my Zoom calls for work. The bell, yeah, the bells. <laughs> That's excellent. I've started. You know, yes. So so people are or or we're dying laughing because I'm like, oh yes, I got bells, and they're like, what? <laughs> what do you got bells? Yes, I got bells on my desk. <laughs> I got other stuff too, but you know, I got bells. Yeah. Excellent, excellent. Now, did you use it specifically to like? I was get, using it to celebrate somebody's. Attention? Yeah, yeah. I was using it to celebrate somebody's accomplishment. So I started ringing the bell. Oh, okay. There you go. You know, I, I, I was thinking you were going to do it to like you know people are arguing or something, and you're like ringing the bell to get oh. their attention and get them to shut up. I could, I should have used that for that for 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 what? Yes, I, I, I had not thought about that. I think it's a good good idea for next time. Okay, all right. Okay, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, so sh shall I randomize or do you want to just go? I'll just start. So I had made a note uh, 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 to talk about, well, about my son's fifth grade. Uh, they call it a graduation. I don't know. It's, it's congratulations. Congratulations. Right. Yes. Yes. So he's, he, he wrapped up fifth grade. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, he's going to go now to middle school. Yep. Um, and and you know, this re this always reminds me every year at the end of the school year that you guys are like a month before we are in terms of when school ends and when school starts at the beginning of the year. Right. It's just like one yes, of those yes. things. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. And so, um, you know, um, so they had a they had a ceremony for it, and quite a lot of people. I mean, there was a hundred plus kids that were in the fifth grade class. Um, and so, uh, we went and they did it. They don't have an auditorium at the school. They did it at this, uh, 
there's a high the high school that's nearby that they have a mm-hmm. they have an auditorium and uh you know because of security even though we had four tickets really couldn't invite anybody because they had to have been registered they have this uh security system uh okay. uh for people visiting the uh, uh, school uh and um they you need to be you, you need to have been pre-registered you need to have visited Palm Beach County schools before and have provided your driver's license information and stuff and whatnot okay if you hadn't done that then you had to go and do so and I I don't think that because of how strict uh security measures have been since um since uh, the school shooting nearby you know the Parkland shooting yep. We, 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 they, my parents hadn't never, we've never been, I mean, I've, I've been in the school, like at the school year st- uh, start, but it used to be more often that we would have events in the class where they would ask family and stuff or whatever. We just haven't had them anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because of that, which, so it was just me and my wife and, uh, you know, the event was pretty big. Um, but the, the one thing that, uh, that I I was just uh, I was I wasn't annoyed regarding to my uh, to my son. Uh, so Manu, um, he is in an in a classroom, uh, an ESC classroom. Okay, uh, and the reason he is in there is because he he does need extra help to do his work. Um, you know, he is at a much lower level of reading and comprehension that than his greater age. Mm-hmm. So he is on a special, he's on, he's on a program that's basically, though it's technically fifth grade, he's really just moving through the years. And there's a, there's a individual education plan for him. Right. And it's got his goals and stuff and whatever and whatnot. And yeah. So, and, and so he is in, you know, he is in that group. And it's good because it's a much smaller group, and he gets a lot of uh, a lot of more one on one attention, and so forth and so on. Um, so so his group gets called up, and it's a much smaller group, okay. But it's still like about seven or eight kids. And so what they had been doing is taking every class, and most of them had twenty kids in them and whatnot. And they would, you know, they would get him up on the stage, and they would have a give them a medal that they that they were giving them and then they would walk in to, to take a picture up on the stage okay and so um i all of a sudden it was odd because every other group all these parents were fawning all over their kids to take a picture except when manu went up where the only guy that went up to take a picture was me and i thought well that's weird i mean what okay why didn't the other parents go and take pictures? And so um, it just kind of stuck with me. Okay. It just seemed very strange um, that they wouldn't want to, hey, you know, give a celebration for the kid, you know, to get hit his picture up there. Um, and it started talking a little bit about with some other people more knowledgeable about the situation with kids and uh uh with special needs and my wife's work on in her foundation 
Okay. And it's just um, appalling the number of parents that have kids with special needs that basically don't want to deal with the kids. They just want to be able to dump them off to somebody else to do everything and not care. So wait, just to just to make sure I understand the scenario, Yvonne, because at, mm-hmm. at first when you were talking about it, I was a little confused because you were talking about, you know, these other kids had a bunch of people up. I right. thought you were at first saying it was like they brought like all kinds of family like. But what you're saying actually is like it wasn't their it wasn't their parents up there. It was other people that were like celebrating the other kids. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that the, you know, like for the other, for the other groups for, because there were like six or seven classes. Oh, for like the, for, for the classes. quote unquote regular kids had lots of Right. People. Yes. But, all but, their parents went up, but, but the, the only guy for the spe- exceptional education students that went up there to, to, to take pictures of their kids was me. And I was just like, what the fuck? That's annoying. Yes, very. It was very disheartening. Yeah. And then this is what I found out. So, okay, so on the form for um there was going to be a party afterwards and okay. parents could volunteer to go to the school to help, you know, be there with the parents, okay? So you you could only do like one if I you know, because like like right. So so my wife Went and volunteered to go to the school. I had a lot of work, regardless. I, I t- took the whole morning. Plus, Manu had a play in the evening, and I'm like, Jesus, I can't, you know, look, for the love of God. I'm, I would go on all boarding, and, I, and I've got to leave early for the play as well. I mean, I wound up having to do work from the, literally, I was on my phone sending a sales proposal as the play started, and I'm making sure that Manu, I'm keeping track to make sure that if I got to prompt him to read his lines, he, he'll do that. Okay. Mm. All right. So I, I was like, you know, that's, that's the level of stuff. So I, I, I could just go to, to the party because it was like quite a few more hours. And so she went and then my wife comes back and says, I'm the only one that volunteered. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Right. And I'm like, um, um, I, but, but look, I was t- after, we in the evening we went to uh to this play and Manu is participating at this excellent place that has you know knows that he you know has difficulty with interaction and other stuff but the staff you know they're not an exceptional edu- anything whatever the staff has just taken Manu and said you know what we'll help him make sure that he can participate in in stuff and get him to interact that he's been doing you know, he's been doing great, okay, uh, uh, with him. And so he he participated in this play. And, you know, in front of an audience of a lot of people, he did a really good job of, you know, on cue, doing his lines and stuff or whatever. You know, I mean, yeah, he had a cue card in front of him to read them, but he knew, you know, there were a lot of lines. He knew which where he had to read them and so forth and use the proper tone and stuff and emotion and stuff. It was it was listen, it was great. OK, mm-hmm. I was just oh, my gosh, this is just incredible. He just did great. OK, uh, he p- played an old curmudgeon. <laughs> of course. I mean, of course. <laughs> like, oh, yes. Perfect. Well, 
Perfect. Thank you. <laughs> yes. So, um, and so, uh, a few of the people, you know, look, we, we, you know, we've been very, uh, uh, dedicated to getting Manu as much help as, as, as he can. And we've got a tutor that helps him with, with his, uh, you know, we've got, you know, look, I, I, aside from anything at school. Okay. Look, I, I, and look, some years I, listen, this has been, I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I had to go some years because I wasn't making as much money into debt to go to do this, but I didn't care. Uh, you know, as much speech therapy as he can get, as much tutoring as he could get, as much therapy as he could get, as much, you know, whatever. Okay. Right. I, I have not, I, I, you know, I have not, I, I've made a lot of sacrifice to make sure that he gets whatever the hell it is for him to be able to, to succeed. And he's doing, you know, when you see him being able to, he was somebody that couldn't, couple of you know few years back you know at, a, at an age where he should have been able to read a book couldn't read it to you and he could go through you know reading lines after lines after lines and do it in, a, in an interactive way in a play hmm. i that's that took a lot of work to get there but it's 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 so worth it and so so a, a few of the people that that are work with them were they went to see him at the play okay and so, um, when, when we left and one of them was, uh, a teacher, uh, uh, with, uh, they worked in the ESC program with the county. Okay. And, uh, and she's the one that's, uh, tutoring him on math and other stuff and whatnot. Okay. And I mentioned this and she was like, she was like, look, it's not a surprise. They, so many of them, they don't, they don't care. They don't want to deal with them. They just want to dump them at the school and not do anything. Mm -hmm. And my wife at the foundation has found people that wind up coming to her for help that have basically spent years doing that as well. Uh, there was there was a case that she told me about where they asked for help with the schools to get them to help the kid. And, uh, the kid over the school year had been absent like 80 days and was tardy a hundred. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, I'm like, I mean, she basically wasn't taking him to school and she's like saying that she's trying to fight for, um, more help for his kid, but it's not even doing a bare minimum to, to get him there. I, I mean, a hundred days absent. I mean, shit. What? What is that? More than half the year, right? Um. I mean, how the hell is he supposed to get speech pathology, occupation therapy, breed stuff, whatever? When you've got parents that aren't, you know, there's all these things available. They ain't even going over there to fucking just to do the bare minimum. I was just that reality. At that level, just didn't hit me until that day. Mm. About how just so many parents just don't give a damn. They don't give a damn. Right. And so... Uh, or, or or I guess to try to give the... A possible... Yes. More yes, generous being, interpretation. I know, yeah. They are 
so overwhelmed with the issue and don't really know what to do that they give up. Yes. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. I, I think that your, your, your reading is probably more closer to what the reality is. I'm being harsh because I just don't understand. I, I just, I, I don't live in those. You, you knowed me. I don't know how long that scenario doesn't exist to me. And, and, and also, you know there, that. and also I'm sure there are people who would like to do more, but their personal circumstances don't allow it. They don't have the resources that, that you I, have. But I've met those. I, no, and I've met those. I, I, I know those. I, 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 I know those. And I see those people are freaking killing themselves every day to get that stuff done. And I understand that. I mean, I, that I do. But what I, I, I but I, I, I still, you know, what I don't understand. It, it, okay. I understand all these issues, but at the same time, you know, your son just your son or daughter is having his graduation. He's standing up there on the stage, and you don't even want to take his picture, right? I mean, I'm just not even that. But yeah, a, a, a lot of a lot of couples, actually, the majority of I, I, I read some statistics. The majority of couples that have kids uh, with uh, special needs get divorced. Um, it is a, it is, a, it is a, you know, the, the, the divorce numbers in those groups are through the roof. Yep. Uh, it is definitely testing of the situation. And I could also understand, um, people, you know, not having, uh, the, the resources, uh, or maybe just taking the risk. I mean, sometimes I'm like, you know, I do things where, you know, let me give you an example. You know, when I lost my job, you know, I, I, I you know, there were cer- certain things that I'm like, okay, this gets canceled. Did, you know, stuff like for Manu, I'm like, my, my, my wife, well, are we canceling any of this? No. You know, th- th- you know, other stuff, I'm like, whatever. But that, that, that's a, you know, that stuff that helps them, that's like, to me, that's non-negotiable. Fucking go bankrupt, you know, uh, before I cancel any of that. Right. Um, but but other people aren't like that. I mean, and I've seen it over and over. They're like, you know, they'll go on a vacation or buy a now everybody for some reason thinks that every car has to have a one thousand dollar car payment. I don't understand why I you know, because they have to own a big SUV that sucks up every gallon of fuel in, on earth. I, I don't know. Right. Hey, so that I was very so my my whole point is that that was uh, that I I I was I was very happy for my son but that about all those other kids left me sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean that really that really that really impacted me. Yeah. So before we move on to my topic, uh give a proper promo for your wife's foundation, give the contact information, what a summary of what it does, that kind of stuff. Okay, so the uh, uh, foundation is uh, Manu for inclusion. Oh God, Jesus! Let me let me get the, the, the let me double check that. Yeah, uh, yeah don't get Manu it wrong. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Manu for inclusion dot org m a n u f o r inclusion dot org. Say that again. Manu for inclusion dot org m a n u f o r inclusion 
dot org. Okay, is uh, is a website foundation. Um, you know, what I would try to do, uh, my wife tries to provide assistance to families, uh, that are dealing and are coping, um, you know, with, with their, their children being diagnosed with, uh, with, with autism or any related, uh, um, d- disabilities. And so she tries to get out, get, get people, um, you know, one of the things that she tries to do is to help the parents with. A lot of the parents, like my wife explains that when she got it, she was just like really, really shocked and kind of paralyzed. Mm. And so she developed a toolbox of things in order to help these people cope with it and also try to find, direct people towards the right type of assistance. Uh, they, we, she does things, um, and the assistance is like trying to point them to uh, resources uh, to help their kids. So for example, one of the things that, that that they do is uh they've provided scholarships for uh uh swim lessons because it's one of the the leading causes of death uh, mm. with uh, kids with autism drowning so they don't know how to swim right. um you know uh it, but but a, a big thing is helping parents uh go to school boards and making sure that uh, that they are getting the assistance that uh they are entitled by law Making sure, you know, she tries to guide them also through all the different benefits and things that people can get in order to be able to get resources and healthcare and therapies and other things for their children, you know, including like, you know, most people don't know that their kids are eligible for, for Medicaid, you know, regardless, you know, regardless of income, if, you know, um, if they have that diagnosis, uh, how as an adult, the kids are eligible for social security disability and other things like that. Um, so, uh, so those are the things that foundation gets. So again, the big, the, the, the contact info, Manu for inclusion.org, M A N U F O R inclusion.org. And so get the links and if you, you know, donations that helps right now, you know, or if anybody listening needs the services. Or are they anybody listening? Yes, uh, you know, I, I put uh, as much money out of my pocket as I can, but I, I'm not, you know. You know I, you, I, I, like I said, that look, if I, if you know, if I, if I, you know, one good use for me to be a billionaire is to basically be able to fund a foundation. There you go. That'd be my <laughs> first. Yeah, I'll give it. A, yeah, great. I'm going to give most of it away immediately. I already got the foundation ready. Oh, here we go. Well, there's all the money. Well, it's gone. Well, if, if, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You, you mean like if you won something or something? Oh, yeah. If I got, I, 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 my, my goal is, I mean, it's like, what are the reasons I, look, I, 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 my wife is not, is working on this full time. I mean, we basically forsaken her, her income and her to do this. I've made sure that, you know, that whatever I make is enough for, us to be able to do this and to put some money into this foundation. And, you know, I, I, I've said that, you know, my promise is that, uh, if I, if I get like some kind of mega payday, I'm like, most of the money's going to this. I mean, it's, that's, that's, it's our life mission. I mean, you know, so, well, yeah. you know, another thing that you said you were going to do, but never got around to, cause like life I'm sure was to actually make me a break to include in the rotation of breaks for this. Well, actually, <laughs> I gave that job to my wife. 
Okay. Uh, All right. Okay. I, I, I gave that to, to my wife. She's supposed to, to give you the, the, the break, but she has not. Oh, well. Oh, well. Anyway, uh, my turn. And uh, I've, you know, I, I have some other but firsty things that I may save for later. But last week I promised. You promised. Yes. What, I, what, what I, are you going to promise? You're going to keep your promises, damn it. I am going to keep my promises. I promised that we will do, I will do one media review a week until I catch up. So it's well, time that sounds for great. So let's have it. Okay. So, so, okay, so what, what movie this we movie, have? which Alex and I watched on February 12th of this year. Um, was, well, let me explain. I, when Alex was much, much younger, he is 13 now, but there was a period as is true of most children where they were into Thomas and friends. Ah, so I, of course, put like. Thomas and friends on my movie list to like slowly go through all of the movies. Well, I didn't really like to go through them in order. Like, cause I, cause when he was watching them, like there are many of these movies I have actually seen many, many times, but when he was watching it, when we just put it on for him, I wasn't paying full attention. I, I, but you know, I absorbed it anyway, but I, I separately, am now officially going through the Thomas and Friends movies. Not the show. We haven't done that yet. The, I mean, there have been multiple TV shows, but like just the movie specials. And so I am now up to 2008. And the Thomas movie, and, and by the way, like this, this is still very near the beginning of I don't know the 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 Thomas movie empire. What's the right way to put this? Um, mm. uh, wait, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get the I, I'm gonna check one thing here. Um, because I have a there's a list there's a list. Oh, that's a show. There we go. List of Thomas and Friends movies. Okay, so the ones that I've officially watched this way. This is only the third one. The very first Thomas movie was Thomas and the Magic Railroad in 2000, um, okay. which is very different, which is very different for the rest. It had like, um, oh, what's his name? It had, um, I, I, I have not watched much Thomas and Friends, so I can't help. Alec Baldwin was in that first movie. Anyway, then there was Calling All Engines. What? 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 You're surprised by Alec Baldwin? Al yes. The very but first Thomas movie had Alec Baldwin in it as like what as like the main like host okay. as, as Mr. Conductor was Alec Baldwin. Okay. And that was the I, whole I, now story. That you say it, I, I kind of like remember this image it, of him. It, it, yes. Very different than all of the other Thomas ones because they're actual live action humans in it as yep. well as yep. the train. Um, Anyway, I'm now on the third one. Uh, so then was Calling All Engines in 2005. And then this one was The Great Discovery from 2008. And we were not yet in... Um, What's the right way to put it? This is the last movie of sort of the older style Thomas movies. 
before they move to like CGI and um, act. So like there are a whole bunch of stories from 2009 on that are Thomas movies that are, that bump up the quality level quite a bit. The great discovery is not one of those. It's the last one. That's not, I'm going to give it a thumbs down even as, um, cause it, you know, it says this is the last one that was made in live action. And by live action, what I mean is like the early Thomases were actual like, you know, toy trains that they like filmed moving on the stages and stuff like that. Uh, th- then they switched to to CGI. But like this is the last one that was live action. It's um it it, it just isn't a very memorable story. Thomas finds an old old overgrown town and he goes back and through. Yeah. Yeah. Look, Thomas is not like high art ever. No, no, not at all. No. uh, But it has like, there's this sort of, I, I would put it very early. Thomas is completely cringeworthy. Then sort of middle Thomas is okay. This is kind of fun to watch. I can, I, I can get this. Even as an adult, I like, I enjoyed some of these movies that I have yet to see officially in this order. Um, and, and then like the most modern Thomas, like, uh, the, the newest versions of the series, I start to get like, uh, what are they? What are they? These are okay, but what are they doing? They're, they're trying to modernize it in some ways and it, it, it only semi works, but, in any case, uh, thumbs down for this one. Even even if you've got a child that is in the target age for Thomas, skip this one. Unless you are trying to be a Thomas completist like I guess I'm doing. I don't know. So thumbs down. Thumbs down for um, uh, The Great Discovery. Um, it, it's just... Like I said, this this is sort of the last of the movies that's in what I just called the cringeworthy era. Um, I think it gets better after this, but like this is still it's like you know the little the it's obvious that they're pulling the little puppets and the they're not like very good puppets. I mean, like for the humans, it's like little wooden people too, and it's just. And, and, and with a narrator rather than the, um, the characters having their own voices. Um, yeah. Anyway, I'm, I, I, I was not impressed by this Thomas. It was sort of like, really? And like I said, it gets better after this. Like some of the movies, like the very next movie is called hero of the rails, and uh, I actually kind of enjoy Hero of the Rails. I'm sure we'll watch it officially at some point later. Like I said, like a, a whole bunch of these, I, I've actually seen most, I, I've seen them, I've seen them probably over and over and over again, but I haven't sat down and watched it from beginning to end. It's more like Alex is watching it and I'm coming in and out of the room and I'll sit there for part of it, but I'm paying attention for other stuff. And it's not even current Alex, right? Like he's 13 now. Like he will, he will watch the Thomas movie with me, but he will watch it now as an 
ironic 13 year old making fun of it as opposed to like when he was five or six being really into it. But you know, anyway, so thumb, thumbs down on the great discovery. Thumbs um, down. Thumbs down on the great discovery. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It, um, the, 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 the creators will now just be, you know, go running to their bathroom and in, in tears from this review where you just tank their sales. It was, it, by the way, it was a feature length special limited theatrical release in some limited countries. theatrical release limited which means that I, i'm looking they didn't at want it. to use it up they didn't want to use the them up. world worldwide box office performance was one hundred ninety eight thousand dollars. yeah wow but i mean limited would- release <laughs> you know they didn't want to use up you know they didn't want to like you know wear out the tapes no no yeah yeah no but so, I, you know you got to do a limited release this is like you know I, I of course got it online and we watched it online. Anyway, it's oh it was oh like, oh well okay it's digital yeah. well shit well yes it's gonna, it's it's digital you're not gonna you're not gonna wear out the film okay all right but it's limited I mean you know limited is important well yeah. I mean I guess yeah some people you know look I I still make fun that there are all these car companies that go and yes. they sell a limited. You know, edition limited, limited to what? Limited to the number that you could sell on people because there, there are. This is not the, the, the only reason it's limited. It's because just slap the limited label on it. If they would come to you and sell, order you a million, you would give them a million of them. It's just you can't sell a million. That's the only reason you don't make a million. Right. Yes. Yeah. So limited, so, limited, anyway. limited release. Yes. <sighs> Okay, enough of that. Let's time. It's time to take a break. Um, this uh, this break is uh, one of the ones for um, popular wiki of the day. I will say that this is another one. Like the last few times these have come up, I, I I've, I've you know I've picked. I I always I always pre prepare spots, but we I prepare more than we're gonna use. So this one is actually a little old. It's from uh, May twentieth. Uh, this is the popular wiki of the day. Uh, so here goes. Do, do, do. Hello, this is Emma Standard. I'm here to let you know about Sam the Curmudgeon's other podcasts, the wiki of the day podcasts. Wiki of the day comes in three varieties, popular, random, and featured. Each highlights a new Wikipedia article each day. They just pick the articles differently. This week on popular wiki of the day, you would have heard this summary for Jim Brown. James Nathaniel Brown, February 17, 1936, May 18, 2023, was an American football player, sports analyst, social activist and actor. He played as a fullback for the Cleveland Browns of the National Football League, NFL, from 1957 through 1965. Considered to be one of the greatest running backs of all time, as well as one of the greatest players in NFL history. Brown was a Pro Bowl invitee every season he was in the league, was recognized as the APNFL Most Valuable Player three times, and won an NFL championship with the Browns in 1964. He led the league in rushing yards in eight out of his nine seasons, and by the time he retired, he held most major rushing records. In 2002, 
He was named by the Sporting News as the greatest professional football player ever. Brown earned unanimous All-American honors playing college football at Syracuse University, where he was an all-around player for the Syracuse Orangemen football team. The team later retired his number 44 jersey, and he was inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1995. He is also widely considered one of the greatest lacrosse players of all time, and the Premier Lacrosse League MVP award is named in his honor. Brown also excelled in basketball and track and field. In his professional career, Brown carried the ball 2,359 times for 12,312 rushing yards and 106 touchdowns, which were all records when he retired. He averaged 104.3 rushing yards per game, and is the only player in NFL history to average over 100 rushing yards per game for his career. His 5.2 yards per rush is third best among running backs, behind Marion Motley and Jamal Charles. Brown was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1971. He was named to the NFL's 50th, 75th, and 100th anniversary all-time teams, comprising the best players in NFL history. Brown was honored at the 2020 College Football Playoff National Championship as the greatest college football player of all time. His number 32 jersey is retired by the Browns. Shortly before the end of his football career, Brown became an actor, obtaining 53 acting credits and several leading roles throughout the 1970s. He has been described as Hollywood's first black action hero and his role in the 1969 film 100 Rifles made cinematic history for featuring interracial love scenes. That's all there is to it. See? Fun, entertaining educational, and short. Okay, now look for and subscribe to the Wiki of the Day family of podcasts on your podcast playing software of choice, or just go to wikioftheday.com to check out our archives. Now back to Curmudgeon's Corner. Do do do. <coughs> you, sound, you sound fantastic. I feel fantastic. Yes. Okay, uh, here we go. Okay, we are back, and Yvonne, it is your turn again. How the hell is it my turn again? I, I just, the hell? I just did a review already. I mean, what happened? You know, Jesus Christ. I know um, alternating is tough. It is, it is a hard I know. taking turns. Um, uh, okay. Uh, Burp, burp. We got uh we got Ron DeSantis running for president. Woo! And it, um we all expected. And Tim Scott. All, what and Tim, Tim Scott too? Uh, I, oh yeah, and Tim Scott. Who the hell is Tim Scott? Uh Senator from South Carolina, the other one who isn't uh Graham. Ah. Okay. Is he an asshole just like Graham? He's an asshole in a different way. Okay. In a different uh, way. All of these Republicans are assholes in slightly different ways. Okay. Interesting. So Tim, Tim Scott has no shot at anything. Just, you know, maybe DeSantis. Like, look, here's the thing. And we'll talk specifically about DeSantis in a moment. But basically, as far as I can tell, all of these Republicans that are deciding to jump in the ring from DeSantis who's doing the best of all of them in the polls other than Donald Trump, down to Nikki Haley and Tim Scott and 
that other guy whose name I don't know, who's a businessman, who whatever, all, all of them are, as far as I can tell, the theory of how this works is basically they're there to potentially be positioned to have a shot if Trump dies or implodes in some way self implodes like it's like the only thing that can damage trump is trump himself because very few of these guys there are a couple of of exceptions like i think sununu is thinking about running and has gone directly after trump but most of these people like in their announcements in their everything they're acting like they're already running against biden and pretending like trump doesn't exist right uh, but 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 I heard already. I mean, DeSantis is going after Trump. Tell me a little bit more. Like he well, didn't I, in his I initial heard, announcement. In his initial well, announcement, he did. Well, but. let's be fair. His initial announcement was basically a disaster. Okay. Yes. The the, uh, the lovely Twitter Spaces thing. Yes. How's that going for uh, you know? For those uh, who don't know. Uh, he announced, he said that he was going to make his announcement live on a Twitter space, which is like an audio only thing. And it's, it's an audio only thing where like you can have a host and you can have like guests and it's, it's like a live radio show kind of thing, except you can also have people in the audience and you can give them, make them ask questions and stuff. And it, what it's one of these things, right? It, it, it's, it's, it's like an online conference call, except on Twitter. Okay. Um, and I mean, uh, is that, I mean, it, it, that dumb? I've always thought it was dumb. I've never, I, I, I don't even know if I ever checked out a Twitter space. I don't think I, think I, I may did. have clicked on one by mistake one time i might have done something similar once just to check it out but like and, I and i'm I like okay stay. i'm like you know, get me out of here right yeah uh, but but in any case they they tried to launch this thing and it immediately like was crashing it wasn't working right people couldn't hear uh you could hear like um elon was apparently like throwing a fit about like it's not working somebody fix it you know blah 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 eventually like after about a it was between 20 and 30 minutes of delay they got it up and running on a different like they they started a new one basically and invited people to a new one i gather and so they eventually got it working it was just a, a comical delay where nothing was working and everybody was confused and it sounded incredibly stupid. And then even after they got it running, I mean, it was basically from what I've understood, I, I've, I've said I did not tune in myself. Um, Elon asked like an intro question and then DeSantis read a speech and that was kind of it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah so um i mean he unless trump dies he has no shot right yeah i think like the ways that the entire rest of the republican field has a shot are either trump dies trump is incapacitated in some way um maybe if the whole 
legal process plays out a lot faster than anybody thinks it possibly will. And he actually ends up in jail. Although I think he would still run from jail and probably still like win the Republican nomination. Uh, if that happened, um, or, or, you know, he, Trump shoots himself in the foot by doing something else stupid. Like, uh, but so far, even when he does stupid things, it only helps well, them in the Republican. I mean, right, exactly. That's what I was saying. You know, so, it, it, I mean, it's like, you know, he gets indicted, his poll numbers within the Republican primary race go up. You know, so it's like, oh, you raped you raped someone? We all love that, apparently. Yes. Well, Republicans yes. do. I don't, well, I don't Republicans, know. Republicans, yeah. Not, not us. No. <laughs> not us. Um yeah, like so I I wonder like are some of these people actually like trying to position themselves to be vice president? I don't think that's going to work. Honestly, like are are they positioning themselves for 2028? Um cuz like Donald Trump like, you know, in in the case of Joe Biden, like he picked Kamala Harris who ran against him and uh-huh. She she dropped out well before the primaries actually started, but you know, she said some uh you know, she was going after him at first, and he was like, right. Yeah, that's okay. I I'm still gonna pick her as VP because I have all these other reasons and blah blah blah. I don't think Trump has that in him. If somebody goes after him in the primaries, he's never gonna pick them as VP. Like right. he did he didn't pick any of the people who ran against him in 2016. He picked Pence, right. who was not running. And frankly, at this point, I feel like he's going to pick like Mike Flynn or somebody. You know, it, it's not oh, yeah. going it, it, to. It's not going to be uh, like what's his name? Uh, the my pillow guy. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm betting on Mike Flynn. I'm betting on Mike Flynn. But you're betting on you know, Flynn. I'm betting on Flynn. What? But you, you, you never know. Um, but he's not going to pick like Nikki fucking Haley. No. No, no way in hell. You know, because million. because he did pick her to serve in the administration, but then she left and she has been on the record saying some things against him. He's it's not it's not going to go for Nikki Haley. Like uh, uh, you know, could I could I could I be blood to uh, let's be clear, this is being Donald Trump that we're talking about. So what mm-hmm. I'm saying is not being sexist. This is just a reality of Donald Trump. What do you think would turn him around? You see, yeah. Are, are are you going for the like he would pick some like hot woman, like if he was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woman. But what 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 could Nikki Haley do to make sure that she gets oh, back to BVP? Oh, jeez, God. Okay, you, yes. Do, you, uh, okay, <laughs> let, let, let me ask you a question. No, l- listen. She <laughs> went to work for the biggest misogynist on earth, known, known factually. Correct. Uh, okay. What? Yes. Do, I'm sorry. Why would I think that this would be beneath them? I I don't know. Uh, but, you know, it, I, it's the reality. I, I mean, you know, I would not put it past any of these two psychos that she would, you know, that they would do something. I, now, I will say, like, I was sort of saying that, like, he would never pick somebody who's gone, gone after him in the past. But he does seem to have a soft spot for Four? people who... After they've gone against him, admit defeat and grovel. Okay. <laughs> That's true. 
Yes. Because like, you know, he's like Rudy. Or like Rudy uh, or, or I was thinking Christy. Lindsey Graham. Or Lindsey Graham, right. Yes. I was thinking Lindsey Graham because Lindsey Graham was all sorts of anti-Trump. And then he lost. And then right. was like, oh, well, I guess I'm oh, pro-Trump so now. Great. And then, and then after yeah. January 6th, he did it again. Like he made this big speech on like January 7th or whatever about like how bad Donald Trump was and how he was done, done, done. And like two weeks later, he was down golfing with him and uh, made up, (laughs) you know, and apparently like, you know, Trump likes that kind of stuff. Like, you know, if he's like, if somebody goes and says, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I screwed up. You are actually wonderful, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. Maybe he could forgive one of these people but like i don't know like so the question to me is what do all these people think they're doing like do they actually think they have a shot at at president this time around or do they think that they're root they're trying to go for vp or are they positioning themselves for the future beyond 2024 what what's the deal like and i, I maybe some of them are and again i, I guess i guess I, I do want to say it, it's not impossible that one of these people could win. It's just the route to that really is like Trump keels over, you know, yeah. absent something like that, you know, Trump's going to run away with this. Like I, I don't see like, you know, back in the day, like back in, 2015, 2016, even like 2017, 2018, after he was president, we, we kept having these conversations about like, oh, look, this new horrible revelation, surely the Republicans will turn on him now. No, there's nothing. No, 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 it's no, 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 nothing. No, 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 no. It doesn't matter what the fuck they find out. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe, like, if they, no, I don't even want to go there. Like, I can think of things that are worse I mean, than I, the things I, that I've we know so like, far. horrible things, and I'm like, I realize that they would rationalize it in some way. Yeah. I mean, like, like let's think We're of We're going to get our judges. Yeah. So what if he raped his daughter or something, whatever? Who cares? I, I mean, the things I can think of, I mean, right, that are related to current investigations, like, let's say the special rape, counsel murder. Listen, nothing. I mean, like he said, listen, the son of a bitch. I, I, I cannot believe that he was right about that. Uh, about I thought that shooting on crazy. Fifth Avenue. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Would not lose. He was right. Like, he was fucking right. What if the special counsel, like on the documents thing, doesn't. It, it, it ends up not being just he improperly handled documents. But what if they uncovered like actual proof that it, he was selling classified shit to the Saudis or something? Would that Listen, make any difference? It, no. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I don't think is the most likely thing right now. I think he was just hoarding, hoarding them because he thought he had the right. He thinks he has the right to do it. And he was hanging on to them and showing them off to random guests at Mar-a-Lago. That, that, you know, it does appear that he was showing them to people, but I, it, you know, I don't know. Anyway, but like, I think you're right. It's like, even if there was direct 
evidence that he was on the payroll of foreign governments and giving them classified information and all this shit. They justify it all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I am done with any possible thought that there is something that he could have done that would finally result in people turning on it. I just like, if it, if it happens, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'm not about to like, think it's going to. No, I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, and it's, it's insane. (laughs) There's just no other thing to say about it. It's just crazy. And, and, you know, I, I mentioned a couple weeks ago and I'll do it again now. Like, you know, on, on electiongraphs.com where I'm doing it, like right now, this very moment, he is still polling better than he did at any time in either the 2016 or 2020 cycles. It's like, it baffles me that that's true. And you can, you can come up with all kinds of reasons why it's still early, blah, blah, blah. But it's still compared to the same amount of early in those other two cycles, he's doing better than he was those two times. And it's like, what, what? (laughs) It's like the world has got insane, you know, but, but, but uh, again, I, I, I think should we get back to DeSantis? We're now talking about Trump. This was supposed to be about DeSantis. Well, okay. Well, the thing is that we're talking about him because basically what what it's it's the reality. We just right. think that you know, we think that DeSantis is just it's just he's just going to get he's gonna get crushed. Unless he's gonna get crushed, unless, you know, like Trump, I don't know, has a stroke, dies, is in jail. I, I guess that would, I mean, that would make it, I mean, could he still run for president Absolutely. from jail? Absolutely. He can run for president from jail, and I think he would, and I think he would still win the Republican fucking nomination from a fucking jail cell. <laughs> well, okay, but what if he wins the presidency? Could it be sworn in? If he's in jail? Well, well yes. There's nothing that How? says- he doesn't have to be sworn in on the steps of the Capitol. He can be sworn in in his fucking cell. And if he was convicted and in so jail for a federal crime, his first act could be to pardon himself. Well, probably he wouldn't be convicted of a federal crime. So my thing is, well, no, I'm not no, 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 first. First, what I'm saying is yeah. well, the, the charges that he's facing. The first ones that he is, is, is facing are not, are not in federal court. Well, no, so but, what I'm saying, here's, saying the, here's, he what I've, wait, wait, here's what I've heard about this though, is that the federal charges, if they do appear, the process will actually play out faster than the state charges. Even though the state, like New York has indicted him first, but if like the special counsel, uh, indicts so him no next state week, they could go to any, any, you know, so we bar felons from voting. Right. Yeah, he wouldn't so, be able but to we vote. Don't, but okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But we don't bar nobody bars felt. I mean, are there no states that bar felons from you know you know jailed criminals from running for president? Is there no, no, no. state that has that as a disqualifier? Well, that would have to be a federal disqualifier, not by state, since it's a federal. No, office. no, no, no. It's a, but but no, because it, it you have to to run for president. No, qualify. You have to run. You have to go in each state, yes, and you the, have to be on the ballot. 
but okay. the qualifications so what I'm saying the, is the qualifications for president are defined by the constitution no, no, no. in any state but, that but, tried to put yeah, yeah, additional yeah, yeah, restrictions yeah, yeah. on it. But I'm saying do states wrong. but states don't have a- any rules that, you know, convicted criminals or criminals in jail, you know, to be restricted from being on a ballot? They because might for, they might before. they maybe for state offices but for federal officers offices they don't but there it, are but there have been pre, there have been candidates for president that have not been on all the ballots well yeah but there, i mean be, yes that that's because each state does define like a process that you have to go right? through and signatures and exactly. all exactly so so they could bar somebody from being they, on the ballot they could try it would be it would be disputed in court and we'd see of yeah, i look but the bottom line is as far as i can tell he can run for president from jail. The, the thing is, the timelines don't run up. Like, there is no way in the in the most in the worst possible scenario for Donald Trump, he would not be in jail before November twenty twenty four. So let me ask a question. Let's say that, uh, and, know, and by the way, I, I've been on the record. I've wait, been on the record wait, wait. before saying I don't think he's ever going to jail, but like in the worst possible scenario, no, for no, him, no, it still wouldn't happen that just, fast. I, I got, I got to play my, yes, you know, go, my go hypothetical ahead. scenarios. Now, you know, we thought a lot of things could never happen. So let's say, for example, yes, that he he wins the presidency, but is say thrown to, into jail in Georgia. Yes. So, so what? He could be president from jail. Yes. How would that work? If he was elected as president, then he would have to resign or be impeached and successfully, like, actually convicted in the impeachment. Like, the way that theoretically should work is that he would be <laughs> he would be impeached. Like, or he would either resign or be impeached and removed from office that way. But otherwise, like, if you had a Republican Senate who was unwilling to do that, then yeah, you could have the president sitting in fucking jail. Now you might have the scenario. You could argue this, that you could use the, that you could use the 25th amendment to say he was incapable of performing his duties. Okay. But then you would need his, (laughs) his vice president and his cabinet to agree to that. Although if he was already in jail before inauguration date, it's unclear. There is no, well, there is no, no cabinet. There is no cabinet. Well, actually, technically, there is because the previous cabinet oh, right. stays the on if they don't resign. On. So, right. So they could invoke the 25th Amendment and get him out of all. And, 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 you know, remove the, him. We're, 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 this is crazy talk, he thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Give me my crazy scenarios. Come on. But, yes. Um, I, I, I don't think we'll get there. Um, but you have these theoretical scenarios, right? Like you're, you're going to have trials, probably plural going on during the campaign. You, we might still have some things that happened this year, but we now know they set a date for the New York one. That's in what it was March, right? End of March, which is right smack in the middle of the primary calendar. Like now given Trump's strength, he might have wrapped up the nomination by then, you know, it, it, unless, you know, other things are call it, causing it to fall apart before then. Um, but 
it's it's just a mess. So yeah, I don't know. Like all I can say is the next year and a half is going to have a lot of twists and turns. Let's just put it that way. Like, yeah, it's, it's, um, and, and I can't, and, and the scary part is even with all of the stuff we have going on here, I can't say with a confidence, with any confidence at all, that Trump won't be president again in 2025. It is possible. It is very possible. It is. It is very possible. I. 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 I will say that it's not. It's not. You know. It's not impossible. That's for sure. I. I. I do think that. Um, that. Historically, there has been a significant power of incumbency, and. And it was shown that, I mean, for Trump to lose the last election, I mean, it basically, I mean, it, it, he probably would have won re-election if it wasn't for the damn pandemic. Oh, yeah. I, I think he would have. Absolutely. I mean, so I, I think that that also, uh, you know, I think that also bodes the same for who's incumbent right now. Yeah, you you do have a bit of that advantage, but like, you know. All, all you have, all you have to have is some headwinds the other way, like you know the economy I tanks. The, well, this, that, that, you know. I, I mean, with a polarized uh, uh, voters, like right now, and and look, the fact that we went from we have gone from in the last election from democratic underperformance in the polls to democratic overperformance, yes, in the polls. So we've yep. had this this switch where. You know, it, it's just it's flipped the other way. Um, it's almost every election that we have had recently. Yeah, it does seem to have. And I mean, on election graphs right now, like based on the results over the last few elections, I do give a slight like, you know, to have a 50 50 chance of winning. The Democrats have to be leading by like one and a half percent or something. I forget the exact number. It's like one point mm-hmm. or something. But. You are absolutely right that in the most recent elections, there's been a little bit of Democratic overperformance. However, that's been exaggerated a little bit in, in, in people's minds because what really happened, like in 2022, for instance, the polls at the end were actually very close to spot on. The problem is people's narratives got fixed in their heads about a month out from the election. Well, you know? yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and, and I, I think that that, 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 that's, ha- that's happened, but I'm not even talking about that election specifically. I'm I know there've been a lot local elections. elections. There've been local. Yeah. Elections. And, and all yeah, of those yeah, where, where Democrats, you know, uh, you know, like you said, I mean, we got the first damn democratic mayor of Jacksonville. In over thirty years, right, right. I mean, this and this just happened. So, the, I mean, and a place that went for Trump plus twelve, right, right. Okay, not not you know not a Trump plus two, and okay? and Republicans keep doing unpopular things. Yep, that that just don't help. So I, I will we'll see how 
uh, plays out. But anyway, all right. So we, we, you know, DeSantis, you, you've got no shot. We basically, we went to try to talk about you and really, you know what? We ended up talking you're, about Trump anyway. Because, because you're just going to lose. Which, which, by the way, is like every conversation about DeSantis I've heard since his announcement basically goes the same way. They start out talking about DeSantis and end up talking about Trump. <laughs> I mean, coincidence? I think not. Um, right. Okay, I picked the last subject, so, so now it's, it's my it's, it's my turn right now. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, I I know what I'm going to do for my last segment next time so i will do i think we need to do the due diligence and what is the current scenario with the fucking debt ceiling last i heard they're a lot closer to a deal we've got a few more days blah 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 is there anything else to add to this yvonne like you know we we, we've talked about this each week just to update it because it's the big thing but I I, I think the markets are confident that something is going to be resolved. Um, And it sounds sounds like both both McCarthy and Biden have been sounding optimistic about this the last couple. Yeah. uh, yeah, And and I I, I think that um, I think McCarthy wants a deal. I mean, you know, I I think uh, this morning on Bloomberg, what they were saying was that what they know from what's inside the negotiations is very different from a lot of the public posturing co- posturing that's been happening. Okay. Um, that, you know, it, it behind closed doors, they're really getting closer to a deal and notwithstanding anything that's being said in public. Now, my okay. question on that, though, is do we feel like both it, it, do we feel like if the principles here if McCarthy and Biden make a deal mm-hmm. can they get it can they actually get it through the congress we've got um on the one hand you've got uh, I mean look you know the issues in the house we also had like Mike Lee jumping up and down saying if he didn't get everything he wanted, he would slow things down in the Senate as much as he could as one person, blah, 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 which could add like a week potentially. But, but a week is not going to be make it. it listen, if it's a week, it's not going to matter. Right. I, I will say that the real, uh, I, the real date where if nothing gets happened, that it would be a problem. I think it gets closer to the fifteenth of June. That's when we we that's when real payments for interest really uh, have. So to, you yeah. think if they miss the fifth, which is Janet Yellen's new day, they could still miss things that people would care less about for another few days. So you know th- there there are things like, for example, I manage our our payables here for our business and i've managed them for business for our condo association and i've managed them for businesses you know before you know and things get paid late certain a lot. bills yeah and you could delay certain payments that you know like 
I, I mean, I'm just like, look, oh, these guys, I'll pay them in 60 days. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they might not like it, but whatever. Uh, you know, I'll pay our lawyer late or pay our lawyer later. B- big companies are known for screwing over small contractors and stuff. You know, All and, the time. And, and and like delaying payments, and like if you're like a small little guy, you're not gonna be able to get much leverage going up. You know, you're five days overdue. Fucking pay me right now. They're like, we'll get to you when we get to you. You know, are we. You know, we were. Uh, I, I can't remember what exactly was the was the case that I know. Uh, uh, it, uh, we were discussing about certain small vendors in a company that I worked at and how for certain small vendors, uh, they had a process for quicker payments because basically they found that in some countries, if they didn't do that, then they couldn't even buy those services. I mean, because basically everybody would be like, screw you. I'm not waiting 90 days to get paid. You know? Yeah. Forget it. Now I can't but, do this. But what you're saying is like they they could potentially like on the fifth they would have to stop you know they would start missing things, but we would you would have already done social security earlier in the month, right? You would have also yeah. already done the veterans payments, right? And like you know if Lockheed Martin gets paid you know a little bit late, yeah, they they're like what they exactly that that's and exactly then, right. Yes, and then meanwhile. You know, they're making sure that they solve it by the time interest payments become due on the 15th. Exactly. Yeah. Or Microsoft or, you know, or any company like that to which they pay tens of millions of dollars. You know, yeah. Every ba- month. Ba- basically, they can miss a couple payments to federal contractors. Most of the, the big federal contractors anyway, most of those big contractors are big enough that they are not going to like not be able to make payroll no. if it's a few days right. late, you know? Exactly. Yeah. So they could do stuff like that. There's still some juggling and maneuvering that they can do with stuff. So I guess um, then the question, the questions become that are still out there is uh, first, like, like I, like I asked already, if the principals come to a deal, will the enough necessary people in both the house and the Senate go along with it? to avoid it. And I think everybody expects the answer is yes, because nobody really wants this. Nobody wants this thing. Well, there may, there is a fringe of people who apparently do. (laughs) No, that's true. There is a fringe of people, but, but I will say, but they're the the majority of people, right? The majority of people don't want this to happen. Right. Cause we've, we've had a series of like articles and interviews and uh, people making statements that are like, Basically, Republicans want the default because if the economy tanks, it'll help Republicans in the next election. Right. You know, and we talked last week about how, well, that didn't really work out like other historical times where there have been shutdowns and things like the electorate has blamed the right people, you know, Um but uh, but apparently that's a line of thinking that is active in certain parts of the Republican Party that like. You know, it would just be helpful politically uh, to tank things. Uh, but I think you're right that it's they've got enough people who are don't want that 
to if the principals come to an agreement to sort of push it through. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and then, but then the second question is, okay, what does this deal actually look like? How bad are the cuts that Biden had to agree to, to make this deal happen? From what I read, it's looking like any of the old deals that we've cut on this, where it's not cuts. Okay. It's cuts to the rate of. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yes. Now, McCarthy has been saying his public position that he's been saying over and over again is that we have to spend less next year than we did this year. In absolute numbers. Well, by the way, that's happening one way or regardless. Because we're 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 coming off of all the excess spending related to the pandemic. Correct. So a lot of things are going away. So anyway. so the answer to that is that he can claim a yes. <laughs> right. Because And he's not yes, an idiot. The, I mean, that guy is a weasel. The, he's not an idiot. So he knows that what he's saying, he can say it's happening. I mean, because the deficit has been dropping like a rock since Biden came in anyway. Correct. Okay. Um, So at this point, we're thinking, yes, it looks like a deal is happening. It's coming together. Like it may, it may even happen. Like Biden was on TV earlier today. Like uh, it it is, it is now almost 9 PM on the West coast, almost midnight on the East coast. Biden had been talking earlier today that he was really hopeful that they'd come to a deal before midnight Eastern time. I I have not seen an alert that that has happened, but it's very possible that it will happen before I put this podcast out later this weekend. You know, it's possible. Or they might dick around for a few more days, but we think that it's going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're Yeah. And and po- and possibly even without McCarthy doing something that loses him the speaker. That's right. I'm still in shock so. that he's still there. <laughs> Just that Republicans got tired for for a little bit. I mean, from the chaos, maybe, maybe. I mean, for a little bit. I'm not maybe. saying completely, you know, out of the out of it. I'm just saying, you know, maybe for a bit. Now, just watch. Just because we've oh, said, boy, this, yeah, I know. As soon as we, as soon as, as we stop recording, that we were, yeah, that we're screwed. It, everything will fall. Oh, and all shit breaks loose. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Exactly. That's uh, what happens uh, once we say uh, Yes, of course. Okay. Um, with that out of the way, I, I, I mean, this could be really short. I, I mean, like my my little topic, apparently we're just like, boom, boom, boom. It's all done. It's all, it'll all be fine. Do we have, you have anything else? Do I have anything else? I, I feel like this is rapidly proceeding to end the way these things have always ended. I, I yes, I just think it's good, just going to happen again the way it's always ended with a all a lot of posturing and a lot of bullshit and you know a lot of threats. Yeah, it's not it would be uh, you know, it would be different if this was the um you know as we'd happen with government shutdowns if that was just spending where right. you know, I mean that we've we've had that happen, you know, 
uh, I, I, I would put, but I, I definitely would put more odds on a government shutdown happening than, than this thing on the debt ceiling. Yeah. Now I will say the one additional thing I have to say is this is one of those things where we, we were talking in the lame duck. Why, why the fuck couldn't the Democrats have just taken it care of it then <sighs> kicked it down the road? And I know it was one of these things where mansion and cinema were like no fucking way. And that sort of killed it. And so they, they just did not have the support, but like theoretically the, I mean, they could have done it earlier than wait until that moment. They, they could have, they could have done something earlier. They could, you know, when, and I know there's some filibuster issues and this is why at mansion and cinema, like, cause you would have had to carve out an exception for the filibuster. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and Mansion and Cinema have been like, no, 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 no. But, you know, it's like they could this. Everybody knew the Republicans were going to do this. Yep. If they won. Yep. And by the time we got to the lame duck session, of course, they already had one. We knew that was going to be the case. And the Democrats could have taken preemptive action to just take this the fuck off the table. Yep. Like, do you know, ideally they'd fucking get rid of the goddamn de- debt limit entirely. Cause it makes no sense. No other industrialized, no, no other major country, no other, no other country at all. I think has no, this I've stupid heard, way. Of uh, no, I have heard there are some other countries that have something similar. There's some, yeah, some, yeah. Any, but most do, most do most not. Do not. And certainly none of the major economies. Yeah, most they, do not. They, they do this together, right? Like if you, if you commit to the spending, that's, that's the process, right? Well, right. Like, you're already committed, you committed to it. So yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you're authorizing the government to fund it. I mean, so you're, you're already authorized, you know, you yeah. know how much is going to come so, in. You're authorizing them to borrow if needed. You, it's done. But, but even if there wasn't a willingness to like eliminate the debt ceiling, like, Kick it down the road a few years. Well, not, this is what. Well, months. by the way, this is what this is supposed to be do- doing. This is supposed to be a two-year deal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even two years, it's like really. But well, it's better I mean, than but, others. But it's better than like two months, right? Right. Like th- there had been at least some talk that if they couldn't come to a deal right away, that they would raise the limit enough to like kick it you know, six months or something like mm-hmm. that, which is just like, okay, great. Put it like, yeah, let's just, you, you know, know, yeah, we, we really need this. Yeah. Like th- this is stupid. Why do we do it over and over again? And, and of course it's, it's only a problem in this specific combination, right? It's like the Republicans control one house of Congress and the Democrats are in the white house. Yep. One or both houses of Congress and the Democrats are. That's the only scenario this even happens. I saw it pointed out, you know, you know we've talked before multiple times about like how the Republicans are compl- like all this talk, like they only care about deficits when the, the Democrats are in power, period. But it's not only that. I, I saw an analysis uh, like a few days back or whatever. It's not just the total deficit. It's even just like flat out spending. Yeah. It, both, both deficit and raw spending numbers. Forget about, cause we all know the Republicans have this hang up that they never want to increase taxes for any reason ever. Um, and only want to ratchet it down. But like just on raw spending, going back to Ronald Reagan, 
spending has gone up in Republican administrations and down in Democratic administrations. That's been the reality. Yeah, you know, not just the deficit, but also spending. spending. It's like everything. Not everything. So, and that when they go, we got to get spending under control, blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? I mean, they're the worst fuckers lying about, you know, lying about it completely. Now there are some priority differences, of course, you know, the things that the Republicans like to spend money on are not the same things that the Democrats like to spend money on, but there should be no illusions. Republicans like to spend money. Republicans like to spend deficit money. You know, they like going into debt to spend things. It's just a question of what they want to spend the money on, you know, and they love the idea of cutting taxes, even though they know that's going to increase the deficit because none of them actually believe the trickle down bullshit because it's been proved wrong over and over and over again. Yep. It's only like, you know, putting money into their friends' pockets. Yep. And their own pocket. Mm-hmm. So that that's okay. We're going to take another break and then uh, two more and out. Um, here we go. Do, do, do. This podcast is sponsored by AlexMzilla.com. Alex Mzilla is great. It's on YouTube and it has Lots of fun videos. Alex Emsola is awesome and great. I love his videos, and they are obviously better than Curmudgeon's Corner. Well, they're funnier. They're more interesting. And frankly, he seems at least a little smarter than either of the hosts of Curmudgeon's Corner. Honestly, it's ridiculous how endlessly talented and phenomenal. Alex Emsola is. That's how great his YouTube channel is. A-L-E-X-M-X-E-L-A dot com. Yes. Do, do, do. Okay, we are back. And before starting, I will say he has posted another video. Oh, although I just saw an error on it. Uh I'll have to tell him. Oh, boy. Uh, he, 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 it's been two months since he posted the last video. And then yesterday he posted another one. Uh, it's, it's a Minecraft video this time, uh, him and me playing Minecraft and we play with a spider and it's called spider trouble. Uh, but it should be episode 639, but he posted it as episode 638 as a second 638. Oh my goodness! He, he's uh, I know he's going to oh want to go in God. and fix that like ASAP. Oh my God! Luckily, that's one of the things that you can fix without like re-uploading the video. YouTube is really stupid. Like you can't you can't control the order of your videos. Like they they're always chronological. You you can make playlists that mess them up, but your your main videos list is always pure chronological. You can't change anything. You can't make a suggested order, anything like that. You can't anyway, but anyway, but you can change, you can change the title and that's good. 
Anyway, Yvonne, your turn. Last topic. And I, and I, I, by the way, my last topic after Yvonne is done, I already know what it is. And it's, it's the kind of thing that would have been in our first segment as a, but first, if it hadn't been for the fact that I wanted to review that Thomas movie. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, while we talk about Brittany Griner, making it back to the WNBA oh, okay. this past week. So, uh, after she had been, you know, uh, held by the Russians um, for an extended period of time. Yes. You know, she came back and she finally was playing her first WNBA game. And she had, a, there was an interview with her um, that I, I figured I, I wanted to, to point out, um, you know, because Brittany Griner um, had been somebody that had been uh, one of the people that prior to her detention had been open about not not standing for the anthem okay mm, okay um and uh and by the way i'm very supportive of the people that you know choose to do that i i mean i i think it's their absolute right to protest and i understand why they're upset and um you know I, I, you know, I, I will say that I've been to events where the anthems would played the last couple of years. And I, I'm sometimes I have this feeling. I'm like, Oh God, you know, I mean, we're celebrating. It's just, everything is such a mess. Right. Uh, but, um, she, 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 in the, in the interview, this came up because at, uh, the game that she showed up, she stood for the anthem. Um, and you know, she was interviewed and she, she, she was asked about it and where she said, look, I exercising my right to protest many things that have been wrong in this country. I, I had been choosing not to, not to stand for the anthem. Um, but one thing, look, what happened to me as an experience when I was in Russia, it's just, look, it's, it's something that made me reassess my relationship with this country in certain ways. And that I know that a lot of the things that I, that I was protesting haven't been fixed, but that it also made me see a whole bunch of positive things that this country does as well. They brought me home and yeah, I know that not everybody in this country was in favor of bringing me home, but, but they did. And I, I could see what the difference between even with all the problems that we got, what this country is and what Russia is. And so she, she was like saying, look, it's an appreciation for the people that really, you know, brought her home. And I, and I, and I, and I can understand that. Um, the point is that she's trying to point out that sometimes, you know, we're here and, it, you know, with all these things, you know, I was talking recently about this tide, that has been going the wrong way on a lot of things in this country recently. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but that even still with that, that there's a lot of things that are positive about it, regardless, um, in, in many ways. And that, it, it, you know, and that we forget, I, you know, I, I don't think I spoke about this that I was in the Dominican Republic and, um, you know, I was uh, after a meeting I had at these corporate offices, I was outside waiting for Uber to pick me up and uh, to take me 
I think yeah, I was back to the hotel. And you know, there was a very tired gentleman sitting, you know, um on the right he was sitting on a it was there wasn't a bench. It was just it was just an area there where you could sit that wasn't it was just some concrete, you know, curbing there that that, that it was just it wasn't a bench, but it was an area where you could sit. Okay. And you know, I saw him there and I saw him very tired and I asked him, Hey, what you know, you you okay? And yeah, you know, and he was wearing like what what seems like more like a fire suit kind of a uniform, you know. He's like, Yeah, yeah, I'm just taking a break, uh, because I I I drive this he drives this motorcycle around to do deliveries, but also they do Uber over there a cheaper version on motorcycles. Right. Yeah, you ride me. in the back of the motorcycle. You, mm-hmm. you have you heard of this? Yeah. Oh, I well shit. I, I have not. When had you heard of this? I had no idea. Um, I watched some YouTube video a while ago. Uh, somebody was visiting another country and took some motorcycle Ubers. Yeah. So okay. So so you know he was picking up some. He was going to go pick up a friend of his and take him. And he was just exhausted. I mean, you, you know, it, 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 in Dominican Republic, the heat. He was tired. It'd been. He told me it'd been a very long day, and he was just tired. You know, he was taking a break. And you know, talking about. Um, you know, and you know, he asked me where I'm from, and I told him from Puerto Rico. Well, you, you got, you know, a lot of you, you know, don't come here. We go leave here to go to Puerto Rico to live. And I'm like, yeah, no, I know, you know, just, yeah, I, I realized that. And he said, you know, one thing that I recently saw somebody from Puerto Rico come here and was living here because he was getting his Social Security check and it was fifteen hundred dollars a month. Here's a reality: in here with fifteen hundred dollars a month, you could live a great life. On fifteen hundred bucks a month, you can have a nice place. You can have your car. You can have whatever. On fifteen hundred bucks a month, mm-hmm. you realize that you know how, you know, how we all live on a hell of a lot more. I mean, we 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 couldn't afford to live any of the lives that we live on fifteen hundred dollars a month here in the United States, and you know how he's killing himself to make, you know, not even that, you know, a lot less. Um, I, I had cash on me. I gave him, I, I, I just, I t- told him, look, you've had a real long day here. Just, just, you know, just, just take it and just go, you know, so you can, you know, I don't know, figure, make his day. Mm-hmm. What the hell? You know, uh, he was very happy. He was very grateful. He gave me a hug um, before I, I went off on my way. Uh, Uber came to pick me up, but I just think we lose perspective on, 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 yeah, I, I know that we've had so many things going that are just crazy, but you know, and we have a lot of problems. I'm not saying we don't, but we just also lose sight of the things that we have that aren't like that. Now, and, just, and I think that was what that was what Brittany Griner just came to to say. It's not that the country is fixed or anything, but but that. It's just a whole experience made a reminder of the things that this country does have that are still good. Yeah. There are a lot of places that are a lot worse off as bad as things seem to be. And as long as, and as bad as the trends seem to be, you gotta get that. The comparison into perspective is useful. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean that we got to stop, stop fighting. We're like, whatever we, we, we need to keep fighting and we need to keep fighting for everybody. 
It's not just for, for us living here. It's for all of them too. Yeah. So, so anyway, so that was like that. So that was my story. Okay. So yes. So here's my deal for the first time in what? More than three years. I went into the office regularly this week. I, w- I did three days in the office this week. Three days, huh? Three days in the office. Um, this is the, the, my company has decided it wants people back in the office three days a week. We will, in like, it started at some locations uh, on May 1st, but like it's building by building. When was the building declared ready to have people come back? Uh, mine was ready for the first time this week. And so my, there are a lot of people who are very unhappy about this change. Um, I will include myself. I am, I am very unhappy about this change, um, but I'm able to do it. Um, I will have some issues coming next January when my wife goes back to Olympia for three months. But, um, but I, at least for the moment, I'm able to do it. Now, what are you talking about? Look, look, I, I think your problem will be solved because Elon Musk will have that car driving by itself. Oh, by then. Uh-huh. So that I, I don't know what you're talking about. Problem will be solved. Well, no, j- just to be clear, the, the the problem is not the commute itself, although I'm going to bitch about that in just a second. The oh, pro- no, no, no. I bet that you're going to leave a, a, a car for Alex. Oh, right. Myself. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And gotcha. you don't have to. So worry. he can go back and forth to school himself. Yes. 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 Well, I mean, theoretically, he could walk right now. It's not that far. You know. No. I mean, I, I know kids that walk. I mean, it's a couple miles, but he could do that. A couple of miles? No, he can't walk a couple of damn miles in the morning to school. Of course he could. That would take like 40 you minutes. You could. He could do that. Well, you could, but that's that's a lot of walking. With like a 500-pound backpack, by the way. My God, what they make these. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah. and then, you know, it's going to be like, what about if it's snowing or something? Or you know, I'm, I'm an old enough curmudgeon at this point <laughs> to talk about how I walked to school uphill two ways in the snow. What if, you know, <laughs> you know, I could say that it wouldn't be true, but I could say it, you know, say it. so no, anyway, um, but so here's the deal. So first I'll, I'll complain about the commute time. My, my inbound time, I of course started a spreadsheet and I'm keeping track. My, the three days I went in, um, I went in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday. It took, and this is, these times are from my driveway to my desk at work. Okay. Uh-huh. So it, in, it includes, um, you know, drive, driving there, parking, walking from where I had to park to the building, taking the elevator up, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, and I will admit it also includes like five minutes at a drive through Starbucks, but, Anyway, ah, ah, yes, I know I'm cheating in these numbers, but in any case, Tuesday took me an hour and 53 minutes. Wednesday. Oh, wait, wait, round trip. No, uh, that's one way that getting in, way? in the morning, one way in, in the morning, uh, uh, an hour and 53 minutes. Holy fuck. Wednesday getting in was an hour 32 
Thursday getting in was an hour 21. The way home is a little is a little bit faster. Tuesday was 47 minutes. Uh, Wednesday was an hour and one minute, and Thursday was an hour and 17 minutes. Oh, so shit. If you average That's a lot of time on the road. If you average all that out, the inbound time to work averaged to an, an hour and 35 minutes a day. Uh, coming back averaged one hour and one minute per day. Uh, so basically two and a half hours a day. Yeah, two hours, 37 minutes a day is the average. Uh, now, and this is, wait, this is from what, okay, to got to your desk, I, I got that, what, what I, I, I don't remember you said, at what point you started tracking the time at your home? Uh, when I pulled out of the driveway. Oh, fuck. So that doesn't even count, like, prep time. No, this does not count, like, the fact that I'm, since I was actually going to see people in person, I made sure to wake up early enough to take a shower. And right. stuff like that. So, yeah. So. In, in, so I was leaving home around 7.15 in the morning to try to get in reliably around 9 o'clock, um, and, uh, which had me uh, – I had my alarm set for 6 a.m. I was actually rolling out of bed closer to 6.30 after hitting the snooze bar a couple times, uh, catching a quick shower, and then running out the door. Jesus Christ. That's, that's brutal. And, and then getting home uh, around 7 p.m. So around, around 12 hours away from home, um, you know, so the, the last day, by the way, Thursday, I, um, I, I left a little bit earlier on Thursday, which was a trade-off because I, I the other days I left around 6 PM, um, on uh-huh. Thursday, I left around 5 PM, which I left earlier, but the like commute was longer. It was like 15 minutes longer. Well, Thursday was half an hour longer than Tuesday was. You don't have, is there, is there no rail to get into the office or something instead of like having to do that? There, there are various other options, which I have played with in the past. They have the advantage that I'm not actually driving, but actual clock time is worse. Hmm. So like, yes. Uh, so yeah, like clock time is worse because, uh, you have to you have to manage exactly what the schedules are, and then um, the right. they go in further into town than where my office is, and then I have to get back. Um, so anyway, here's the deal. This my my normal thing. I am not a morning person. Okay, <laughs> not at all. Like, you know, so this- I, 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 I commiserate with you. I, I, I woke up the other day. I think my first words out, of, I muttered out of my mouth, and my wife was like, "What did you say?" I hate mornings. Yes. Uh, here's the deal. Like my normal pattern at home, like my work, my work energy pattern. Let's put it this way: because I'm not a morning person, I'm always somewhat dragging in the morning. Okay, mm-hmm. like yeah. I, I will, I, you know, I often have You'll to get have stuff done, but it's, but it's, you know, it's not as productive. It's not as productive, and also I, yeah, I, I just, I'm, I'm not hitting on all cylinders, right? Like, if you want my best out of a meeting, it better as fuck not be a nine a.m. meeting. You know, I, I will do my best. I will try to do a, a decent job. I will, I will sort of roused myself to the occasion 
but like if you really want me hitting on all cylinders you're you want to do that in the mid afternoon okay that cuz that's where my energy goes like i'm always dragging and struggling through the morning to like focus to get productive to whatever and it's it's really hard for me in the mornings and sometime 1 2 o'clock i start hitting my stride okay and the rest of the day is you know, I can get a lot done. I can move things, you know, I, I, I just start, you know, that's when I get in the zone is in the afternoon. That's when I was at home working from home. What I found here this last week was that by the time I arrived at work, I was more tired than I woke up. You know, I was, I was not, I, 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 I was less, less, um, let's see, what's the right way to put it? When I first arrived at work, I'm less, uh, productive, less able to focus than I would have been if I'd started at home. Now that did rise up a little bit. And so I'd say most of the morning I'm actually, I was actually a little tiny bit more productive than I would have been at home. Because I guess the process of getting up, having a coffee on the drive, having a little bit of drive, walking a little bit from where I park to the office, this, I guess yeah, I, I got a little bit of a boost out of that. So I, I say the morning, I probably did a little bit better than I would at home, to be honest. So, um, so I'll, I'll give it that. But by the time I hit noon, I was crashing. Oh, I was boy. like. You know, my usual like hitting my stride in the afternoon well, became became you're like, oh my god. Yes, became when a is slog. this day going to end? Exactly. Like <laughs> like at home, mid-afternoon, I'm like, oh yeah, here I go. I'm I'm in the zone, I'm getting stuff done. In the office, once I hit noon, I was like, Oh my god, how many more hours? Oh, you know, and, and so it was almost a reversal. It, it's like, instead of having sort of okay productivity, but not great in the morning and then pretty, pretty good in the afternoons, it was sort of a low level all day long. So I feel like my total overall productivity for the day is less, not even counting the fucking two and a half hours on the road, which is just dead loss of my time for non-work things, which of course my employer doesn't give a shit that I'm losing two and a half hours of time with my family, you know, fuck that, I guess. But, um, but yeah, just in terms of raw productivity in the office, I'd say I, I'm just losing out my good afternoons, like afternoons. Okay, so, so question, what, what, what was the, uh, uh, what was the mood at the office? Oh, well here, let, let me let me get to like the the flip side. I I will unfortunately have to admit that there was an upside to being in the office. Um, it was which you know people talk about the sort of serendipitous conversations and stuff, and I, mm-hmm. I have to admit I probably had over the course of the three days I was in there four or five conversations that I definitely would not have had if I was at home and they were useful, good conversations. And also for me personally, visibility, because I'm sitting right next to my boss's boss. 
There you go. Now, my my direct boss is in Canada somewhere, so I don't get any additional benefit from that. But my boss's boss is sitting a few feet away from me and is complete like I, I'm the like I'm the not morning person introvert. She is like clearly very extroverted and very morning person. So like I I get in there. <laughs> I get in there first thing in the morning and she's like, Sam, it's great to see you, Sam. It's wonderful to have you in the office. You're like, oh shit, where's my coffee? Where's my cap? God, love of God. Just please stop. Well, you know, the thing is like, yeah, I enjoy. I actually enjoyed those. No, no, no. She, no, 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 no. I, I know, but, 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 but look, it, it's like, look, I, I will say that I have a similar thing with my wife. My wife is one that actually is a much better morning person than I am. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and so she will go work out in the morning, for example, which I right. cannot do consistently. So she will go get up at five, you know, five forty-five in the morning to go yes. be at a six forty-five a.m. work workout oh, and God. be here. Whereas, whereas I, I will drag myself out of bed at six thirty in the morning to get breakfast, or maybe a lot of times, maybe not, but at least to just get get out to just to get ready to get Manu ready for school to take him, and I get back here at round home at eight. Then we'll have my my cup of coffee and whatever. And she comes in and she just finished the workout and she's like, "Hey, so what you doing?" And I'm like, shh, I'm like shh, 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 "Stop! Don't, 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 don't ask. Stop with the questions. For the love of God, can I have my coffee?" Just, just you know. And, yeah. and look, at least I, I because I'd already had like an hour and a half drive. I was sort of, okay, I'm so sort of more yeah, awake by then, but well, you're more awake, but, but yeah, I, I know the, I know the exact feeling. You're like, Oh God, wait, I'm not, it's too <laughs> you know, no. yes, I love my wife. I mean, I like talking to her, but it's just, there's a certain moment when I don't know. She's being loved or whatever, but I'm just like, wait, just, just later, please. Right. Can now, you know, so, so the bottom line though is like, look, I I had some great conversations with her this week that I would not go. have had that if if I was at home, and I had some good conversations with a couple other people as well that I would not have had at home, um, and so there, you know, it's not a lie that there are there is more opportunity for those sort of spontaneous conversations that you don't necessarily have at home. The question is the trade off. Right. Yeah, I know. Like, yeah, there was more of that. But at the same time, it means overall my energy levels all day were lower. It means two hours and 37 minutes a day average in the freaking car that's not taken from work time, but is taken from home time. Um, It is less flexibility. There were a couple times this week. You know, the, the the only reason this is possible is my wife's not in Olympia right now, but right, but with the, but even so a couple times this week, she had to make arrangements with my mother or my daughter to pick up Alex because she had other things she had to do. Um, so it, it really wrecks havoc on a lot of that flexibility stuff, which, you know, has been why people have really liked that, especially people 
later in career with families, blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it, it might be different for like the single person who lives like 10 minutes from the office. Right. Right. And so there are major trade-offs involved there. And, you know, and I, and I, both, both, you know, I, I'm, I won't put words in people's mouths, but a lot of people in management chains also believe this is the wrong direction for my company to be taking there, but they're not in control of it. Right. Um, and you know, I, I've, I've gotten the signals that there's going to be a decent amount of flexibility, but we don't know yet what the company itself is going to mandate and require people, you know, like we know what the requirement is. What we don't know yet is are there, are there really going to be any real enforcement of this or is it just going to be like, you know, an occasional sternly worded letter asking people to come in more. Right. Right. Um, cause, cause Frank and, and I, I have taken the position that I will let other people be Guinea pigs who want to like openly defy the official requirements and see what happens to them. You know, um, if, if, if there are serious consequences there, then I will react accordingly in terms of figuring out what my options are for next year. But on the other hand, if there are no serious consequences for the people who don't pay much attention to this theoretical rule, then I will, I will almost certainly start backing out the number of days I go in and saying like, okay, how many days are maybe you going I'll, in right now? Are you having to go right, right now? It's, right now it's three. Okay. Three days a week. That's not that. And maybe I'll, maybe I can pull it down to one, you know, or maybe, you know, again, it depends. Like if people start getting fired for not coming in, then that's one scenario. If, like I said, it's like every month you get like a global email saying, hey, not enough people are coming in. Please do better. Well, then fuck them. You know, like, you know, I, yeah. I, I mean, I it, look, uh, I mentioned that a, a decade ago, I switched from a job that I had been working remotely that I started going into the office. And I know that the first month of going in every day was the bigger adjustment. But I but I started adjusting. Oh, I'll say ev- even it. in this week, like Tuesday was the worst Thursday by Thursday. I was much more used to it. You know, it, and it's, it's so, of course you get used to, I, I mean, like the commute times I listed for you are not any different than what I did every fucking day before the pandemic, mm. you know, but what I realized going from doing that to working from home for several years is just how much stress that put on me every day that I mm-hmm. was just living with. Yeah. And to have that go away for several years and then be slammed back on you. Yeah, of course I can do it. Of course you get used to it, but it is, there is a significant cost as well and it has to be balanced. Um, And I think that, you know, we'll, we'll see how it continues to play out. I don't like, I don't think we'll ever be back to where we were. And I think a lot of these companies that are trying to claw people back in will loosen up again over time. Uh, we'll see. Maybe that's just my wishful thinking of what I hope will happen. But I, I feel like the genie's out of the bottle and you can't shove it back completely. Right. And and so we'll we'll see how it works. Also, like I've been trying to like do let's be really good about it and basically be in the, uh, 
in the office nine to five or even nine to six. Right. Um, whereas what I could do is like, okay, fine. I'll go into the office, but I will wait until my morning meetings are over. I'll come in around lunchtime, be there for a couple hours and then head home. And then, and and then like work from home a little bit after I'm home. Now, honestly, that seems a little bit stupid to me, like to like uh, split up the day in the middle. I've tried doing that a couple of times. It's not great. It's just, it's, it's better than you lose the momentum. Yeah. You lose the momentum. you, you lose the momentum that way. Now, honestly, like that's similar to what I did pre-pandemic, to be honest. If I had an eight or nine o'clock meeting, I would usually do it from home. And then after that, drive in. Now, that's um, different. And I would dr- and I would go do a morning meeting, drive in later, and work until late. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I would do that. So, and, and that might – and that like – and honestly, like – it, leaving at 7 a.m. to try to get in at 9 is probably the worst commute times I could pick. Yeah. Right. Like if if I said, Leave you know, I will. Or 830 was probably still a little bit bad. But yeah. But but if I basically said, look, nine, I will or, or even like I will do eight and nine, I, I will do meetings at home through 10 and then I will go in. Then I would probably my commute would drop from almost two. If, would drop from averaging an hour and a half to probably averaging 45 minutes. Mm, that's a lot. You know? That's a lot of savings. Uh, I mean, the, there's a little bit of extra overhead right now. Cause I'm parking in a building a couple blocks from where I am. And so there's a little bit of a walk, but if I go from my house to work at three o'clock in the morning, it's only 35 minutes. Mm. It's just that once you add traffic, that changes entirely. So I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll be experimenting with it. You know, and, and, and like I said, I actually did enjoy some, I mean, for the most part, I hate people. I don't want to be around people, (laughs) you know, I would much rather be at home, but I will fully admit to enjoying some of the personal interactions. Like, uh, you know, my, my boss's boss is, is fun. Like her, her little, the enthusiasm is catching. She's like a good cheerleader or whatever. That's good. That's good. That's good. You know, that is nice to be around. Yes. I do miss that. It's the one thing that I was like, damn it. You know, they closed all our offices. Because I actually liked occasionally going over there and seeing some people. And now I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then there was, there was somebody else I sat next to. I'd probably only interacted with a couple of times in meetings, but because (laughs) they were sitting next to me, like she asked me questions a few times and like we started realizing that there are a few things that we work on that maybe we should talk more you know that i might not have done if it was only sort of formal meetings everyone's so there are good sides i will not say that there are not good sides it's just there are a lot of fucking negatives too maybe maybe a helicopter what about what about a chopper maybe that that might be a way to go I, i i was thinking catapult (laughs) <laughs> or or trebuchet you know the, the, the catapult and then you know what they should do is they should put a big net like on the space needle like hang it off yeah. of it to catch you guys as you arrive out there exactly there you go and then you take that little monorail thing and you know get to your office <laughs> exactly that'd be great i mean we have this like you know wh- wh- where is it that you live what's uh um, um what's the name of your town it's, i it's, i um, am in unincorporated snohomish county north of mill creek and south of everett 
So so oh so you're near Everett. So yeah, so, so we'll put the an Everett to Seattle catapult system. There there you go. Beautiful. Oh, this is a great idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna send the patent paperwork right now. Okay, and with that, I think we should be done, Yvonne. We should be done, yes. <laughs> okay. You guys know how it goes. Curmudgeons-corner.com. Go there right now. You can contact us there. All of our information is there. Facebook, Mastodon, email. Uh, you can see our archives going all the way back to like 2007 because we're ancient and old and have been doing this forever. Uh, you can find our Patreon to give us the, the money that can help grease the wheels and make this make this all happen. It, yes. It, it actually Grease the wheels. It actually has bought like microphones, uh the little arms that hold the microphones. It's bought the bells. Bells. All this kind of stuff. So this this does come from the Patreon. So we we appreciate your Patreon money. Uh Patreon money is also going to like uh you know, software and other crap and you know blah blah blah. Anyway, uh, join our Patreon at various levels. We will mention you on the show. We will ring the bell. We will send you a postcard. We will send you a mug, all that kind of stuff. And uh, at $2 a month or more, or if you just ask nicely, we will invite you to our curmudgeons corner slack where Yvonne and I, and a bunch of our listeners chat every week, share links, etc. It's a lot of fun, but it would be even more fun. If you, you out there, who listen to the show but are not on our Slack, if you would join and participate there more often, yeah, there's some people who are, are on the Slack but don't come in very often, come more often. And those of you who aren't there at all, sign ask us and we'll invite you and you can be there. And, and we'll ring the bell. We'll ring the bell. It's a lot of fun. You should do it. So, Yvonne, do you got? Do you have one thing from the Slack that we yes, haven't talked I do. about on the show? Yes, okay, go I, for I'm it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay, so from Rolling Stone magazine, Georgia GOP chair <laughs> goes full flat earth, says globes are part of a conspiracy. Every store, every store you buy a globe, there's globes everywhere, every movie, every TV show, news media. Why? It doesn't make sense to me. Candace Taylor. A recently elected GOP district chair in Georgia would like to know why Big Globe, capital B, capital G, won't stop shoving round-earth propaganda down our throats. In an interview with David Weiss, a.k.a. Flat Earth Dave, <laughs> and Matt Long on our Jesus, Guns, and Babies podcast, Taylor oh, and her course. guests discussed biblical evidence that the Earth is actually flat as a pancake. The people that defend the globe don't know anything about the globe, said Weiss. If they knew a tenth of what Matt and I know about the globe, they would be flat earthers. All the globes everywhere, Taylor said later in the discussion. I turned on the TV. There's globes in the background. Everywhere, there's globes. You see them all the time. It's constant. My children will be like, Mama, globe, 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 globe. They're everywhere. I mean, my fucking god, the stupidity! I, I <laughs> yes, I, it, it, it's you know, I laugh 
It's hilarious, but it's also really fucking sad. <laughs> it's sad beyond, you know, get on a fucking airplane and look out the window, you moron. Uh, I will add, uh, just as a nice little topping on top of that story, uh, she she is also an election denier, but not just like Donald Trump and stuff. She ran for office in some local Georgia thing, and she claimed that her own election was stolen and manipulated and that she clearly won, but except for the manipulation. But unlike... You know, Donald Trump or even or Carrie Lake, who's still like fighting the goddamn thing in Arizona. Yeah. Um, it was not even close. She had three percent of the vote. <laughs> she got three percent. But she claims that she would have won if it wasn't for all the goddamn election manipulation. And, and, and the Globers. The Globers, yes. Big Globe. <laughs> It's not there to get you. All those damn globes. Yes. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. They're on your phone. Look, if you look at the maps, look, if you go out on the map and you go all the way out. Oh, my God. Sam, it's a fucking globe. I know. It's it's, big globes got my phone. Holy shit. They're in control of everything. Yes. (laughs) Okay. With that, we're out of here. Hey, everybody. Have a great week. Stay safe. uh, And we'll talk to you again next week. Goodbye. Bye.